Hey, Fred. Oh, dear. question. What's going on? What hurts more, A or B? Forehand or backhand? <laughs> a little well, louder, Lamb Chop. I think you may have a collapsed lung that always impedes your oratory. <laughs> oh, dear. I'll go with backhand. Oh, that's right. If you haven't picked up on it, that is Joker as we talk about Batman Under the Red Hood. This is Cape Chronicles episode number 61 here on November 15, 2020. Thank you all so much for understanding why we could not record a couple weeks ago. We had some um, unforeseen circumstances arise uh, for half half of our hosts uh, for the show. And uh, so we are just... We are uh, we're moving along today, and uh, we're excited. I'm excited about talking about this movie, um, and I'll get into that in just um, a little bit. By the way, I need to finish that joke because Robin would spit in his face, and then he would say, "Now that was rude." The first boy blunder had some manners. I suppose I'm going to have to teach you a lesson so you can better follow in his footsteps. Nah, I'm just going to keep feeding you with this crowbar. <laughs> he, he's a classy man. Very classy. Very classy. Oh. And guess, guess what? I am Mike, and that awesome, inspiring voice that you heard was Andrea. Oh, Andrea, hello. How are you? I am doing fantastic. I cannot complain after I've been through. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a crappy couple weeks, had Oh, for sure. Oh, dear. Good. I'm glad you're here. Carrie, how are you? I'm doing good. I've I've just been sitting here on the couch all day playing video games and watching TV and stuff. Yeah. Tough, right. tough life. Yeah, tough, and tough life. I have to do this because it happened between our last recording. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Carrie's taking off her headset. Happy birthday, friend, to you. Thanks, buddy. Good to see you, friend. I can hear that all the way from... I am doing fantastic. It was one interesting birthday. We were on... (laughs) Quarantine, lockdown. Um, I got to FaceTime with a couple people. I played a lot of video games. It was great. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, we don't really have very many show announcements. Actually, we don't have any show announcements. But uh, as far as network announcements goes, we have a couple new shows starting up. Uh, One, I'm assuming, is going to be starting here in December. Uh, I know WandaVision's coming out January 15th, but I know we have a Marvel TV podcast that'll be coming out to cover all the Marvel shows that are coming on Disney+. And the other other one that I know is coming out is myself and Carrie and Shannon are going to be doing a new podcast called Enter the Dojo. Well, once a month, it's a once a month podcast because I just don't feel like doing any more. Uh, it's a once a month podcast where we, the first two months, we're going to cover seasons one and two of Cobra Kai. So this month, we're going to cover season one of Cobra Kai and we're recording that next week. And um, so check that out. That'll drop into your feeds here in the next couple of, uh, couple of weeks. We're looking forward to that. Uh, other than that, Keep following us everywhere we are, and uh, I'm going to shake things up a little bit. Oh, dear God. Fred. Oh, no. How can our people hear 
or how can we hear from our people? Well, you can hear from your ears. <laughs> if you turn up the volume a little bit higher, you can listen to us better. Oh dear. Oh. You 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 you, you played this poorly, Mike. I I really did. I figured I was going to get the closing stuff out of the way now that we can talk about this movie. I, I think. Uh, do you want me to go through the closing? Let's do it. Let's just <laughs> let's just shake up the world. The whole world is shooken up, anyways. Let's just keep shaking some more. All right. Once we're done this episode, tell us what you think. Do you like what we're talking about in this episode? I know we haven't said it yet, but we will. Just keep listening. I promise. We do want to hear from you. Let us know. Email us at capechronicles at randomchatter.com. Tell us everything that you like, dislike, and your own opinions about this episode. We'd really like to hear all about it. Um, if email's not your thing, you could also reach us on Twitter at randomchatter, or you can reach us at Cape Chronicles. You can e- or tweet me directly at Freddie Wan Kenobi. Whoa. That's F-R-E-D-D-I-W-O-N Kenobi. Carrie, where can we find you on Twitter? Yeah. All right. Andrea. <laughs> oh, what? wow. Oh, dear. Fred, don't make me reach through these comp- these internet lines. Break something. <laughs> Andrea, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at CatsBears. That's K. You think you're frozen right now? K A R Z. Mike, nobody cares about you, so we're just going to move on. Oh, just kidding. Oh, Where can we find you, buddy? Can twit at me, because I twit a lot over on that tweeter place. Uh, at the DC Mike, you can find me there. You can also find me on Discord. I'm pretty much there, too. You definitely tweeter a lot more than I do. I don't even know how to do it properly. <laughs> um <laughs> You can find our show and all of our other shows at randomchatter.com. Please spread the word and support us. We truly appreciate it. Please leave us reviews, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you get our podcast from. Please leave us reviews. We will read them on the air unless they're mean. The music that you hear in this podcast is High Roger Mojo by Blue Stolly. And as silly as this sentence sounds, all trademarks are owned by the respective owners. Now it's time to talk about the movie. So... Batman Under the Red Hood. It's an animated movie from 2010. Andrea, why don't you tell us a little bit about what this film is about? With pleasure. All right. So should I read the first part of the <laughs> summary? <laughs> no. So, okay. so my team. We just play, we'll just my, play Mike for the. My beautiful team left me out to dry and they thought eh, Andrea's not going to look at the show notes and she's going to stumble and she's going to make a fool out of herself. But I caught it. No, I never do. (laughs) So there are two different kinds of summaries of this um, particular movie. The first one is that Batman faces a vigilante who aims to clean up Gotham City, but does not follow his moral code of not killing people. The other summary is that there's a mysterious afoot in Gotham City and Batman must go head to toe, head to toe, toe to toe, with a mysterious vigilante who goes by the name of Red Hood. Subsequently, old wounds reopen and old, once buried memories come into light. You could say that was like a one-liner versus a (laughs) two-liner. Yes. (laughs) 
<laughs> so this movie was distributed by Warner Home Video with a 75-minute runtime. It was PG-13. Um, released July 27, 2010. It made, <clears throat> in domestic video sales, because it wasn't released in theaters, $12.3 million. And I own one of those, so I'm down with that. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes score, the critics give it a 100%, and the audience give it a 92%. Ooh. Very good. Okay, so the director was Brandon Vietti. Uh, he also did Young Justice and Batman Death in the Family. Um, actors playing Batman, Bruce Wayne, uh, Bruce Queen. Uh, the Bruce Wayne in Young Justice. Uh, also, he was Pike in the uh, t- in the 2009 Star Trek uh, movie, and in- also in Star Trek. In- hmm. uh, played the Red Hood, Jason Todd. Uh, he is G- Dean Winchester on Supernatural. He was Jason Teague, in- another Jason, in Smallville, and he's going to be in season three of The Boys as Soldier Boy. Not familiar yeah. with that character, but okay. Uh, um, John DiMaggio played Thomas Wayne and the Joker. Uh, he's also the voice of on Futurama, and he was the voice of King Shark and Triassic Dark Apocalypse. Neil Patrick Harris was Dick Grayson and the Nightwing. He was Barney Stinden on How I Met Your Mother, Count Olaf on A Series of Unfortunate Events, and Dr. Horrible in Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog. And Doogie Howser. Yes, <laughs> and yes, I know, he was also Doogie Howser, but yeah. Doogie! The, the, ni- the, ni- the, 90, the 90s kid, the 80s kid in me is like, is, is scolding me. It really mm. is. Um, Wade Williams was the Black Mask. Uh, he, he was also the he was also Killer Croc on uh, Beware the Batman and the Vo- and Bellic in Prison Break. Good show, by the way. Jason- I can't watch that one. So I hear. Uh, Jason Isaacs was Ra's al Ghul. Uh, I mean, he was just Malfoy. Yeah! <laughs> um, he was also William Taverton in The Patriot, Steel in Black Hawk Down, and Captain Lorca on Star Trek Dis- and then the last one, Vincent Martella um, played. Um, he was Greg Williger in Everyone Hates Chris, uh, Phineas on Phineas and Ferb. And he comes back as Jason Todd in Batman Death in the Family. And the composer for this movie was Christopher Drake. He also did the music for the Batman Arkham, Arkham series. By the way, for those who don't know, uh, the yeah, Batman Death in the Family is that one that is kind of uh, back in the 80s. Yeah, they right. had a they had a way you could call into a line whether you wanted Robin to live or die <gasps> at the hands of Joker. So this one is a new one. So it's kind of like a choose your own adventure movie. So you get to make the choice on whether or not you want Batman to save Robin. You want Robin to die. You want Robin to get his own way out. And whatever choice you make, it's kind of like the Bandersnatch from Netflix. That's the way the movie will play out the rest of the way. Um, So this is supposed to be a sequel 
to Under the Red Hood we're watching now. Oh, okay. Okay. Released first. <clears throat> so, anyways, we'll get to that. We'll go to that movie probably like five years from now. Um, no. my, my <laughs> oh, Fred, any is there any behind the scenes for this movie at all, or is it just kind of like yeah, let's go through it here. Anything, to be honest. Uh, the story is based on the 1988 Batman comic storyline, A Death in the Family, uh, where readers voted via a 1-900 number to either save or kill off the second Robin, Jason Todd. Over 10,000 votes were cast and only a uh, 72-vote majority. Uh, the decisions made to kill him. Uh, Todd was later brought back in 2005 as part of the 2005 Under the Hood storyline. Oh, okay. All right. Well, let's talk about this movie then, guys. Um, what do y'all? What, what did y'all think? This is this is a little different of the other animated movies we've seen. It's a little more um, adultish, for sure. <laughs> adultish. Uh, ha- who has not seen this movie before this episode? This was the first time for me. Sam, yeah. Okay, so let's go. I, I pretty much think I've I know this, Carrie's I've seen this movie at least once, one other time. Right. I, I've seen this movie multiple times, and I'll say why later. Um, <laughs> but let's go to some newbies here who haven't seen the movie. What did you guys think of this movie? I thought it was pretty dark. I think they really with the line between what is acceptable for PG-13. Um, the opening scene with the crowbar um, just smashing the snot out of Robin. I thought that was really pushing the line for 2010. Uh, maybe today it's not so bad, but back then I thought it was a little a little crazy. Um, I, I thought at the end of the movie that this was actually a really good story. I really liked what they did with it. Um, a little bit of mythology, a little bit of um, Batman kicking ass. I, I thought this was a really well done uh, comic. Well, I, I have to happens. agree with that. I, I even at first, like when that whole entire Joker and Robin scene is playing out, I was like, "This is not. This is why I don't like the animated DC and Marvel comics and like sorry movies. It's just they tend to be a lot darker than movies with." Um, real life um, actors and stuff like that. Um, it's not my cup of tea, but I really ended up appreciating the ideas and the concepts and just everything that Batman has to go through and um, the code that he has to follow and how different um, the man under the red hood is from who he is. Um, I think that the story was extremely well written. Um, dark, obviously, um, but I think that when it comes to any animated movie that comes from DC or Marvel, I'm expecting that already. Um, so I enjoyed it. It was good. Well, to to to, I do see the dark point. Um, but to kind of give kind of put in perspective what had kind of come out in 2010, along with this, you could see like the turn. And, and the shift in the movie tones. Uh, let's see, Losers came out in 2010. That was pretty dark. Um, let's see, Shutter Island, Inception had come out that year. Um, Red with Bruce Willis, Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Uh, that one had come out. Wow, Clash of the Titans came out that. Um, 
Oh, date! I forgot date night came in on them. I saw that one over in Uruguay. Uh, Legion had to come out that year. Um, the Expendables. So what? Pretty much, we see in this. Um, ooh, the Book of Eli is this fact that this movie kind of came out along the same lines of that's kind of like the turn in the industry. Like you were separating, you could do more in yeah. animated. But I do, I do agree. It is a darker. Um, it is a darker movie. Than, than some of the other DCs. <clears throat> if you think this is dark, wait till we get to Killing Joke. Oh, God. Is that uh, Batman, too? Batman oh, Killing yeah. Joke is... It's R-rated. Oh. It's R-rated. It's, it's dark. Um, but the story... But the comics is dark. Mm-hmm. I thought this movie is not as dark as that one for sure, but I feel like it sticks pretty true to the storylines in the comics. Um, we could discuss minor details and stuff like that later, but Carrie, what did you think when you saw it again? You said you saw it, what, once? I've seen it. I've seen it once or twice before now. I, 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 okay, it's, so it's no secret. If you guys, if anyone who's with Mike and I banter on DC Talk, it's not my favorite Robin. It's not even close. In fact, he needs to be punched in the face. Um, mm-hmm. Sorry about that. Mm-hmm. Apparently, there's drag race. Apparently, there's drag racing outside my, my apartment. Mm. <laughs> um, Jason used to be punched in the face repeatedly. Um, I don't necessarily think that he killed, but I under. I mean, but he, he honestly he wasn't around when I was reading comics. By the time reading comics um he jason was long dead and tim drake was was robin and pretty much how how i grew up in comics um i i like the movie i like that i like that there are delineation about what what batman's code is what batman's line is mm-hmm. and how much how much effort it takes Batman to not and I think don't don't like Jason I, I think Jason is a very appropriate char- appropriate character to pu- try to push so I did like I do like the story I do like you know getting a chance to see you know Batman kick some butt and I mean, the story needed more Nightwing, but he got taken out of commission pretty yeah pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, by the way, if you kind of want to see a more of a live action um, Red Hood, you need to catch up on the first couple seasons of Titans because season three of Titans with Jason Todd, they're supposed to have the uh, the Red Hood storyline is going to be involved in that. Oh, cool. So you're gonna we're gonna Sweet. get a first okay. kind of a first live action um, Red Hood, which I think is gonna be really cool. Um, so just some, I guess, just some things that I kind of I, I kind of liked about this movie. I I do. Let's talk about um, the the end. I'm gonna kind of scoot all the way to the end of the movie. <clears throat> all right, the final confrontation between. Batman, Jason, and Joker. By the way, that scene with with Joker's comments, 
to Jason and Batman. It's just he's just spot on with the with with the Joker humor. Yeah. And uh, it is just he's Agreed. just pushed. Agreed. He's just egging and just pushing everybody. And um, but I like that. So Jason gives him this choice. <clears throat> he says, "You're gonna have to kill me. I'm gonna make you break your code, or I'm gonna kill Joker." Because I know you won't do it. Yeah. And Batman just turned around just walking away. And just saying, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. And I enjoyed that confrontation because... I know people don't like Man of Steel. We'll get into that here in, in, in not, not too far from now. I like seeing Superman like the pretty Boy Scout struggle with the decision and have to kill Zod in Man of Steel. But Batman... Who we know could cross that line and no, but in, in a heartbeat chooses not to mm-hmm. and stays to that moral code. What did you guys think of that last scene? Do you think it was apropos for the entire uh, movie? Um, it's pretty. It's a pretty difficult scene to watch because we know how strict Batman is to his code, and regardless. Like of this code, he's willing to let somebody that he cared about down. You know what I mean? Like, it's just really interesting how hellbound he is to not break that code. Um, I thought it fit his character. Uh, um, albeit, it was very frustrating to see him do what he did because it almost felt like he was siding with the Joker. Um, and I think that some people might see it that way. Um, but I, it's again, it's true to his character and who he is, and and I think it was very well written. He does also have that monologue well, it, where he talks I, about I'm, how much. I, I'm gonna go ahead. Go ahead. No, go, go ahead, Fred. I was gonna go. No, on. Yeah, he has that monologue where he talks about how much um, he dreams about killing him and wishes he was dead and all that. So I think that really speaks to you his mindset and how hard it was for him to actually walk away. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and jumping the timeline, well, not really, at uh, least in release order, you know, it, Mike, Mike watched Batman hush and the Joker's like, yeah, I want you, I want you to break your code, but over something I actually did. And this is, you know, Jason was trying to get, Batman to break his own code, kind of, sort of, over something Joker actually did. But it was Jason trying to break, break, and not the Joker. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I felt, I found that, I found that kind of fascinating. Yeah. So plus, we all know back... that, that the Lazarus Pit um, kind of makes you screwy. Yeah. So kind of going back to a little bit of what Batman was saying with the morality, or what Jason was saying in morality, here's, here's, here's the quote, all right, from the end scene. Jason says, is that what you think this is about, you letting me die? I don't know what clouds your judgment worse, your guilt or your antiquated sense of morality. Bruce, I forgive you for not saving me, but why? Why on God's earth, he smashes the door open, is he still alive and holding yeah. Joker? Right. 
And Joker, of course, has got to give the boy points. He came all the way from the dead to make this shindig happen. So he's got a camera. Ooh, ooh, get one of me and the kid first. Then yeah. Did the three of us, and then the one with the crowbar. <laughs> Jason puts a gun to his, his temple oh, and says, dear. you'll be as quiet as possible or I'll put one on your lap first. Joker said, party booper, no cake for you. <laughs> it's just, you take a serious moment and you kind of break it up with Joker, unfortunately. But what did you think about that line, though? He says... He says, I understand why you didn't save me. I forgive you for that. But why would you let somebody like this live knowing he's the one who killed me? I, I, it's justified. His anger is so justified. And that's why I love that moment that he has with Batman. I, watching the movie, it was interesting because I turned to Fred and I was like, if I was Batman, like, I would have killed the Joker a long time ago. And that's what Jason said, too. Jason said, I would have hunted the Earth for him. Yeah. But the second you compromise on your morals once, it makes it easier every next time. So it's a slippery slope. If he were to kill him and kill the Joker, well, he would not have any struggle killing the next one that was almost as bad, and then the next one, and then the next one, and all of a sudden, he's just killing like um, people that are armed robbers and stuff that's not even close to what the level of the Joker is. Yeah, yeah all of a sudden, all of, uh, only so, all of a sudden, we have Frank Miller's uh, The Dark Knight Returns, where mm-hmm. Batman does finally get pissed off and, and kill the Joker, and then starts killing off everyone else. And not in the funny way, like on Harley. Right. So I appreciate that he stuck to his guns and he held up his own moral code. Uh, without that, he doesn't have the the soul that Batman has. Yeah. And and I mean the day of, I mean we've I think we've discussed this on other podcasts, Mike. Bruce Wayne is a sociopath and it only takes the, the line, the line, he, the edge he's walking on is so razor thin, just one step in the wrong direction. If he, if he does not control himself, he is going to just, he's not going to stop with Joker. Yeah. And maybe that's a superpower, just his ability to just like compartment compartmentalize. I don't know how to say that word. Yeah. Compartmentalize. Oh. Yeah, just I Batman's, would not be able Batman's to. Batman's brain is not a good place to be. <laughs> yeah. But it's a fun amusement park. But <laughs> yeah. But that being <laughs> said, he was able to find a, a compromise uh, where he was able to um Stop from being shot, obviously, and uh, stop both of them from killing each other and um, arrest Joker again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I know I kind of skipped Plus, to the like, death is so final. It's like, yeah, someone like Joker that's is probably beyond health, but you never know. Death is just like I said, so final. So, except in except in comics. And then you can't use them anymore either. That's true. Well, if 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 you're Marvel, uh, you, 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 you until, can't use them anymore. 
Right. Until, or, or, or until the character from another Earth shows up. And... Yes. Yeah. No, it's just, it, that's a running joke. Say, Mike? Joke. I said, no, that's a running joke. So, um, all right, so we kind of talked about the end. What, what other part of the movie do you guys want to talk about or something that kind of jumped out at you in a movie? I know, you, Andrea, earlier you mentioned it was dark, it, and, and it was. What about the movie was dark besides um, Joker – um, playing hit the pinata um, at the beginning oh, of the movie with 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 Boy Wonder. Well, that I think the the amount of death that happens, just like having the the, the people, the the bad guys in Gotham, like go up in flames. That was pretty dark. Um, just the amount of violence particular, I think it's just like that crowbar scene because you can feel it, like it so painful to just visualize what's happening to Robin. Um, but I think that, yeah, the just sheer amount of violence that there was, was pretty interesting. I'm really happy that it wasn't as bloody um, as the last, the Avengers movie that we watched. Um, and I think <laughs> this one is a little bit more passable than the Avengers one. I think that the Avengers one is still a lot worse than this. Yeah. Well, now, so when I when I watch Red Hood, I compare it to the Punisher. Mm-hmm. He wants to be a hero. He's just going about it the wrong way. And there was so much more violence, of course, in the Punisher on Netflix. But that's also what they could get away with. It's it's I don't know how 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 much do the rating systems change for for entertainment? Because back in the 80s, for example, a movie could be rated PG-13. But man, it have like huge amount of violence, gore, death, you know, nudity, everything. And it's PG-13 when nowadays that's rated R. Right. So how much is it different for animated movies? It seems like it. It really does. I I don't know. I'm just I'm just curious how the, how the entertainment system works as far as movie ratings. But I do like I, I don't know. Fred I think... said that Fred said that they kind of pushed the envelope with PG-13. Like it was probably one of those that it was, OK, if you take out if you leave this one little scene or something in, it's going to be rated R. But if you take it out, it'll be PG-13. Right. Yeah. Like when they did those hits well... with the the crowbar, it was off scene. Yeah, you can see the shadow of the crowbar. Um, and that coming down, but you never once saw it impacting on Robin. I think if they did show that, that would be a rated R um, yeah. film at that point. Right. Well, and okay, so it's very, very weird. And Fred probably remembers this about as much as I do, but there was there was a point where. Animated animation got dark, but didn't get old. It still managed to not be. It got dark up to a point, and then some. At some point, parents said, "No, cartoons are for. Mm-hmm. We must make." And then you had you know up through like the mid '90s, and then it wasn't until anime started coming over here more that people started 
people, you know, who weren't us started realizing that no, animation is not just for anymore, and the, the pendulum hung back the other way. And I think this is part of that. I think. I could. Be I wrong. do agree with that. No, I I do agree with that. What else y'all got? I really liked a lot of the fight scenes that were in here. I thought they were yeah. really well done. Um, either between Batman and um, the Red Hood or Batman and uh, with Robin or, or whoever it was. It, I, I thought all of them were spot on. I wish we could have seen a little bit more of the... the what were they called? Not the Fantastic Four. <laughs> um Oh. <laughs> the 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 group it was just really interesting with the lightsabers yeah <laughs> yeah those guys oh. got <laughs> that was a fun scene for sure um then there was that one scene with the uh the cyborg that came out of the shipping container i thought they were going to do more with that yeah oh, where uh, was amazing. that so it, it seemed yeah. like it was an early on tease that we're like, oh, yeah, we're going to see more of that later. And they're going to be a lot easier to kill because that's how all movies uh, portray things. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, they, I guess they just didn't do that again. Black Mask ordered that to deal with, I guess, anyone who annoys him. But because Amazo takes the powers of the people it fights and, and Batman and Nightwing don't actually have powers, it kind of defeated the purpose of yeah. the robot in the first place. But if we go back to the idea that Batman's superpower is not killing people, then it becomes null. <laughs> That's true. That's true. This is actually my this was actually my first exposure to to Black Mask. Oh yeah, um, me too. So. All right. Well, that could be a very this could be a very quick episode unless somebody else has got something else about this movie. I could talk no, a but lot that's not, slower. But that's actually like not a bad thing. I think that it was so well done that there's nothing for me to say that is bad. And normally what I talk about is just like the things I didn't like. I guess we could talk a little bit about how um, the Red Mask was created and the mythology, the, you know, he died and he was brought back to life and how he was... Um, change through that whole process. What do you guys think about that? Well, the it, it's a it's a known thing in the DC universe that the Lazarus Pit, mm-hmm. if it it does does a number on the brain, especially if you bring someone back from the dead. Um, I this is what this is one of the things I I appreciate about Rachel Ghoul is that for all he of uh, all his scheming and just always wanting to get at Batman, he is a rather honorable villain in right. that it was his fault, kind of right. you know, sort of that Jason Todd died. So um he did try to make it right. It wasn't probably the best idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but 
I, I appreciated that. And I mean, Jason Isaacs' race was just fabulous. I like him as a, a villain. Like, it's really, Jason. he's one of those that it's like, okay, it's Can justified yeah. why you can't kill him because he is sort of that honorable person. He didn't have to say that he was the one that accidentally killed uh, Robin. You're right, but again, Raish is, is honorable that way. Yeah. He, he, did a, he, he realized that he did a bad thing and, and tried to work with the Joker, and he tried to rectify the situation. He didn't have to make it worse. Kind well, he, 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 he knew what he had done after he realized what he had unleashed on Gotham. And oh, yeah. I, I, I appreciate the fact. So, you know, going back to what Carrie said, the, the, the rule of the Lazarus Pit is the longer you've been dead, the more deranged and I hate to use the word crazy, but the more deranged and crazy you come back. Um, am I right? Yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So, I appreciate the fact that as many times as Raish has gone into the Lazarus Pit, he still under he still does have some sense of morality, even though we don't agree with some of his ethics on how he goes about with things. Right. He does still have some sense of morality that he realizes, okay, perhaps I shouldn't have released this this. This I hate to use a freak, but this guy out on on Gotham because this is what he has done. So, while I appreciate that, I appreciate the fact that Race realizes what he had done wrong, and he also realizes what he had done wrong with 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 Robin as well. But so. at the same. And, and and while I while I say all that, while I agree with you, Mike, it, it Raish also has a has a habit of taking the lemons and turning them into lemonade. So, you know, he he there, there's probably a sequel story somewhere where Raish turns this whole debacle into something to his advantage because he just does that's that's how he works. Right. Right. So, okay. And, and I do think you're right, Andrew. I think that to not have so many negative things to say about a movie is actually really good. Yeah. Um, and the fact that, you know, the voice acting was good. I thought the storyline was excellent in this movie. Um, I mean, I really don't know what else to say about the movie. I thought it was – I thought the music was, was apropos for what we needed. I used that word twice in this episode. I'm getting smart. <laughs> um, but mm-hmm. I just I, – I genuinely thought it was a good, well, well put together movie. It's one of their best one-off movies that they that they've made. Um, so, mm-hmm. if you, but if you think this was dark, wait till we get to Killing Joke. No, I'm not excited about that. <laughs> but again, again, Killing Joke is R-rated, so we know what we're getting into with that kind of sort of. And it is R-rated for different reasons than this one. And there's some um, innuendos oh. in the movie when we get to it that oh, a yeah. lot of people don't like that movie Interesting. because of certain things that we'll get into. Now like, I want to really watch t- it. It really there's ticks people innuendo- off. There's, there's innuendo in, in some of the other animated movies. That's just like, oh. Yeah. 
Yeah, and now it's more more re- reference. There is more cringeworthy stuff in Killing Joke Killing than Joke. this one. I haven't even seen the movie, but I, I yeah. Care you? You've never seen uh, Killing Joke? Uh, oh my! I've not, not seen Killing Joke yet. No, I've been I've been kind of putting it off until you know closer to when we're actually gonna watch it. Oh boy! I know. All right, well, if there is nothing else, then, Andrea, let's go ahead and see if there are there any plot holes or goofs in this movie. Yes, there is one in regards to continuity and one about revealing mistakes. So when it comes to continuity, Robin slash Jason is wearing handcuffs when um, he's at the warehouse and it explodes. When Batman pulls the body out of the rubble, the handcuffs are gone. The explosion broke him off, honey. Oh, that's what happened. Either that or he was able to get them off <laughs> before it exploded, but mm-hmm. he just wasn't able to get out. But his face was mush from the crowbar. <laughs> you know what? Speaking about this, you know what I appreciate? No, not, no, no. Just, I don't know. Just it, it, this continuity thing just brought it up. I really, really appreciated the reveal of Robin being the red hood just like that moment where the dna testing is the match and then you see alfred just like drop this tray of tear whatever uh-huh. he was serving batman i thought that was a really nice scene um i i actually figured Agreed. out that robin was the red hood early on um but it didn't take away from like that that confirmation and i really really like that yeah agreed i I, I mean, I think I think all of us pretty much knew the spoiler, at least as far as what the who the Red Hood was. But um, still, the way the way is crap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, um, moving on, revealing mistakes. The bathroom in which Batman and the Red Hood fight in has no door to it until Batman makes his own door by punching the red hood through the wall. Boom. There was um, <laughs> a firefighter pull that you slide down to the bathroom and then you climb back up. That would be fun. I wouldn't be able oh, to yeah. climb up though. <laughs> um, and then when Bruce Wayne is menacing about the past Robin, um, Jason Todd, he looks at the old Robin suit that is behind glass in the Batcave. The cape of the suit is visible behind the R symbol of the suit. When Bruce is done reminiscing, the cape is blocking the R symbol. There's a nice wind in that little area. That's why. It's in the, the spirit. It's the yeah. spirit of Robin. Yeah. Yes. Sure. <clears throat> so Rotten Tomatoes says, of course, Rotten Tomatoes is always is always hard because you always want to try to find something that's like. <laughs> that's negative about a movie funny. or funny <laughs> or funny, but it's hard when a movie's got 100% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Um, but this one says definitely not for young kids. Dope. <laughs> pulp writing and well put together for direct to DVD animation. Not so, suitable for kids. Rotten Tomatoes. All good. Now we have to rate this movie. Yeah, not ways. too bad. Oh dear. So what's our what's our rating system? Carrie. Come on, Carrie. Uh, 
I, I think I've got... Tonight. What? <laughs> what do you mean, Paul and Andrea? What? <laughs> what did I do? Everything. I, I have no idea. I have no idea what he's talking about. He's clearly, he's clearly high. Well, it's not, <laughs> not the highness. <laughs> There's royalty here. Oh, boy. Okay. I know what I know which one but I know which one Mike's one. And I'm tempted not to give it to him, but I actually kinda of like that one best because I'm a terrible, terrible person. So I'm gonna give this movie an eight crowbars to the face. Eight crowbars to the face. Yes. Eight crowbars. Right, well. Interesting. What about you, Mike? So, very few movies do this for me. Um, you know, I, I, I gave this a lot of thought. Um, so we have either crowbars to the face, kicks to the groin, or Robin Speedo shorts that are way too tight. <laughs> <laughs> that was uncomfortable. When he got on top of the bad guy and he was like full-on crotch shot, I was like, yeah, I'm uncomfortable. This is a child. Yep, yep. Um, but I'm gonna go with the crowbars to the face too, and 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 guys, this is it. This is this is this is one of. The, I told you it was coming up. Um, this oh, is my sure first is. ten out of ten crowbar. Oh, wow. This is it, eh? This is this Whoa. is one of my absolute favorite movies. Yes, it is a little dark, um, but the storyline is just it's there. The the motivation, the testing of it makes you think. It's not just some I hate to say dumb animated movie for kids, but it actually makes you think about Batman's morals, what happened with Jason. Um, the voice acting was great. The plot was great. Very few movies get a 10 out of 10 for me, especially animated movies. Um, those are harder. But to me, this gets 10 out of 10 uh, crowbars to the face. Perfect, perfect score for me. I wouldn't change a thing in this movie at all. Mm. Um, so that's just me. 10 out of 10. What about you all? Let's see. Let's see. Um, looking at some of the other movies that I did. And I think I'm going to go with um, 7.5 kicks to the groin. Robin kicks to the groin on Joker. Um, I think this would be pretty close to like a 9.5 or even a 10 if it was live action. I'm just going to take it down a little bit because it is animation. Mm, okay. And I think that... By the way, I only gave this an 8 because there are movies... We forgive you, Carrie. I like better than the best of Doom. <laughs> okay. Um, looking at my previous like ratings and stuff like that, I think that I have to give this. I, I, I'm gonna give it an eight out of ten. Robin Speedo shorts that are too tight. Um, oh dear. <laughs> I know. Oh dear. Um, oh, and the reason why I give it an eight is because I like movies that really make you wrestle with morality. Yes. Um, and I think that this is a movie that does it extremely well. Um, and I think that Batman is a 
character that really sometimes he's just frustrating because if you were in his position, you do things differently. Um, and I think that that's something that needs to be appreciated. And I think it was very well written. Um, the story just flew like well written, like it was flowing extremely well. So I think I, I, I do appreciate it. I think that where it loses points is just that with animation, I don't like that violence, but I think that it's just a DC and Marvel thing that I just have to get used to, but it's not my cup of tea. That's fine, and that's, don't watch, and that's perfectly fair. Don't watch fair. Castlevania, then. <laughs> oh, I did, I did. It was bad. Oh. And I mean, that's fair. That's not a problem at all. Um, good, good assessments. I, I wonder if I watched a different Under the Red Hood than everybody else, but that's just me. Uh, <laughs> no, no, but I, I, again, I... We know when 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 we rate these movies, everybody has their own style of rating too. Um, and I know and I know you guys have your own style. You know my uh, my style has always been, and I kind of agree with you, Andrea. It's really hard to give a higher score to an animated movie over a live action movie mm-hmm. because it almost it almost feels like cheating because you can get away more with an animated movie than you can with with a with a live action movie. Like yeah. there's so many more hurdles you can you can avoid, um, but it was it was just it was a good movie. So it I, was. I, it, it was so. Um, my first ten out of ten. I'm I'm pretty happy about it. Um, as far as we know, though, we don't have any listener feedback. But you can let us know what you guys thought about this movie. If you've never seen it, I encourage you to go out there and get this movie. Watch it. Um, just don't have any kids around. Uh, yes. And if you're uncomfortable with crowbars or tight speedos, probably not a move for you either. Um, I, I did like the line by Joker. He says, "I'm gonna play a game." You want? You, he said, "You want to play truth or dare?" I choose dare. And then Jason pulls out the crowbar. He's like, "You know what? Uh, I, I'll trust try truth." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I laughed at that part. Yeah, absolutely. So it's just it's a lot of good, clever Joker one-liners in this movie. Um, that that we that I enjoy here, and so I agree uh, we, with you on that. Yeah, leave us a review, guys. Uh, we'd love to read your review on the air. Um, our next movie, since Fred's already done the 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 outro stuff, hey, our next movie is an action comedy crime movie. It is PG thirteen as well, Andrea. Oh, it is great. the Green Hornet, starring Seth Rogen, oh. Seth Rogen, J J. Chow, Cameron Diaz, Tom Wilkinson, uh, David Arbor. Freak yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, that's exciting. So uh, after hearing all the reviews, I chose not to watch this movie. Which which one? The Green Hornet? Yeah, The Green Hornet. And now you're going to. <laughs> and now I'm going back on my word. <laughs> oh, boy. For you, Here. buddy, for you. So much love. How, how long is this movie? Uh, an hour. I mean, 119 minutes, almost two hours. Okay, I, I can I can deal. Did anybody know what comes up after the Green Hornet? I can't remember. I, I think really... Thor. Oh, really? I'm Did excited. we finally hit that movie? I think so. I have to. I must find out. Apologies, apologies, Thor. I am pulling up. I know we took too long. Now. Took the, too too long. It's been almost three years since he finally hit Thor. Well, we keep taking these side tracks and doing specials and up. It is Thor. Yeah, yeah. We 
Like, he'd get distracted. Wow. So we have the Green Hornet, then Thor, then X-Men First Class, Green Lantern, uh, Captain America. I have some things to say about Green Lantern. Oh, I'm boy. excited. Here we go. I'm so excited to read yeah, that too. one. I think people are going to really just hate my review on it. Mm. I'm pretty oh. excited, though. Maybe I'm thinking Captain Green American Lantern and Chronicle not Green Hornet. Ghost I'm Rider. not even sure. Maybe. Wow. Do you guys realize that by... F- let's see. Uh, by March, <laughs> we'll be talking... Actually, maybe sooner, we'll be talking about the Avengers, the first Avengers movie. Oh. Holy smokes. Still a long way to go. Oh, cool. That's 2000 and... That'll be 2012. I mean, we, we are... We'll be... We are on movie 60 on the list out of 135, so we are just about halfway through this list. Whoop, whoop. Do we celebrate when we hit the halfway mark? Oh. Or does that halfway mark just keep growing because all these new movies keep coming out? That's well, true. I mean, I we, guess... we, we, kind of, we kind of have like, like most of 2020 off because COVID there keeps there haven't really been any new releases this Mm-hmm. Um, and we could also be even longer if we decide... We're, we're, COVID is giving us a chance to catch up. Can we skip number 66? What's what number 66? Oh, Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance. <laughs> oh my. Uh, but we do have a guest host, Tim, that night. Yep, That's Tim's more recent. I've got to talk to Shannon because Shannon, say, Shannon signed up to uh, to guest host on um, uh, Thor. Oh, we have oh, to. Oh, yeah. In April. I've got to get on with April. April wanted to do Captain America, I think. Hmm. Well, you, my friend, have some homework. I sure do. I sure do. But guys, this has been an excellent conversation for Cape Chronicles. Uh, so next time we're doing the Green Hornet. So make sure you guys check that out. And uh, we look forward to um, to whatever that movie holds and our opinions on the movie. Honestly, I have never seen the movie. I think I saw like the first 10 minutes and then turned it off. Wow. And so I have never fully seen this movie. <clears throat> so I, I'm excited about digging into it. And I'm really excited to hear like Andrea's thoughts on Green Lantern now. I'm so excited. It's Green Hornet. Green so, Lantern well, I, I know. 63. I'm talking about in a few movies. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes, oh. Yes. So. All right. He's well, guys. He's himself now. That's the problem. It yes. Yes. Well, guys, it's been great. And uh, until next time, hey, we'll catch you here on Cape Chronicles. So peace out, everybody. Keep your speedos on. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>